the, there was a light that Adam Arishan, that Adam was able to see from one end of the world to the other. Pasha could see the physically from one end of the world to the other. So the, this light that Hashem brought to the world and Adam Rishon, uh lived was um, that. this light Hashem brought to the world that, that light Hashem brought to the world uh, Hashem hid that light and where do you hide that light? He hid that light in Tera. So Tzadikim who see the Tera, they, they, they see the innermost light of Hashem in the Tera. They're able to uh, they're able to see from one end of the world to the other. That's why the Baal Shem Tev, he would sometimes send letters to people that weren't relevant for a decade. And, and, he's, and it wasn't that he had prophecy. He actually could see from one end of the world to the other. So the, this is, I'm quoting to you a wording of the Tzimach Tzedek. Tzimach Tzedek said about the Baal Shem Tev, he could see from, from one end of the world to the other. That's the language of the Tzimach Tzedek. And the Tzimach Tzedek then add the words, also from my grandfather, meaning from the Alter Rebbe. He, could, he, he said things that were exact to a hair's breadth. That's the language of the, of the Tzimach Tzedek. He said things of the future to a hair's breadth. Um, and it sounds like that the Tzimach Tzedek is saying that the Alter Rebbe won up the Baal Shem Tev. Baal Shem Tev could see the future. But the Alter Rebbe could see better than the Baal Shem. He could see all the way to uh, to a hair's breadth, which is an unusual way of praising someone. Uh, what does it even mean? He could see he could see more clearly. I mean, he's using a language that we don't we don't really really we're not really used to hearing such, hearing such a language. What, what does that mean? So, huh? Exactly. Like you're riding on some light in Shemayim and you're driving too fast. And you're like, slow down. <laughs> what, what, what we're going to see basically is like this. The, um, the, the light that Adam was able to see with, what light was that? The light he was able to see with was a light that existed during the six days of creation. And really, this light is connected to the light of Hashem that's above the entire spiritual cosmos. Since this light is above the whole spiritual cosmos, so there's a truth that uh, pervades all reality. You saw the truth of Hashem, and therefore there's no separation of time and space. You can see things in the future. You can, you can see things that are going to happen. Mashiach is a little bit different. Well, Mashiach is, takes that light and uh, brings that light to this world. That infinite light of Hashem that Adam Rishon could see wasn't connected to this world. What the Mashiach will do is that he's going to bring this infinite light. What we do actually to tell it's our history is to bring this infinite light of Hashem. We make that light part of creation. I so that, I thought that was original light, but it withdrew. It was here, but it wasn't. It was here because Hashem wanted it to be here, not because the world was a vessel for it. Thank you. It was here because the Abish says be here, but not because the world was a vessel for it. It wasn't. It was here because God put it here, not because the world. Was receptacle for it, but through teremitzis, that causes the world to become receptacle for that light. What happens then is, 
is that the light of Hashem is here not just because Hashem says be here, but because the world is, is, is a vessel for it. It's here because we're here. It's, here because, it's, it's from the perspective of the world, it has to be here too. Really, this light of Hashem and our physical reality are incongruous. It doesn't make sense that this light of Hashem could be here, because it's, it's two different kinds of reality. So in order to facilitate this convergence, it's not just the term mitzvahs are done, in order for this convergence to happen, there has to be a revelation of God's essence. God's essence is beyond the spiritual and the physical. And when God's essence is revealed, so then the parameters of everything fade away, and you see the truth of everything. What's the truth of everything? The truth of everything is what, what there's not a rock, this is, all there is is atzmas, all there is is God's essence. It's not chesed, it's not gvura, all there is is God's essence. So Mashiach will come, the revelation of God, there will be a revelation of God's essence, so then it will once again be possible for, um, for Hashem's light to be here, not just from Hashem's perspective, but also from the world's perspective. The Alter Rebbe's vision of the future, the vision of future events, it wasn't connected to the light of Hashem that was here when Hashem made the world. His vision of the future was connected to the light of Mashiach. When the light of Hashem will be settled in this world, will be, will be here in a way that's, that's present and settled and down to earth, if you will. And therefore, the Alter Rebbe's prophecy was physically more exact. He spoke about things in a more precise way than the Baal Shem Tev. It's not that he had like a, more pixels on his camera. Some of his camera had like 800 pixels and he had more pixels. That's not what it means. No, that was made up thing. Right. Oh, okay. They fix it. It also be so frustrating for someone like you almost physically, the time of Mashiach, and doing everything possible to try to make it a reality, and Mashiach is just not opening the door and saying, I'm here, and revealing himself. This light wouldn't help us, though, right? Like, if we had it, because then we would have free choice. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, so, so there, before we get to your question, which is, a bit, which is actually I want to focus on your question today, this, this exact thing, uh, before we get to that, I just want—I just want to say a thought from the Fabrengan last night. <laughs> there was one line that just struck me more than anything else. The line was that someone told Mrs. Dahan, she's—he said to her, "I'm sorry for your loss." That means like, it wasn't just that he was just like has with one foot out of the world. It was like you know, it's 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 done. It's, yeah, done. it's done. So okay, it's technically not done, but it's done. I'm sorry for your loss. Normal thing to say. That was normal. Yes, yes. Wait, the doctor said that? Or yes, yes. Oh, that's, oh, that's a very I common. Was, I, thought, I, I thought you just said someone came up to, to her like a friend. Like, no, sorry. And I, I'm not sure which person it was. The point is, is that that's, that's one state of being. In that state of being, where you're hearing those words from people that care about you, and to turn around and say, no, I'm not going to, this is not going to happen. The Abish is going to help. There's a, there's a Pasuk, we say in Shabbos Davening, it's a Pasuk in Tilum, chapter um, it's 93. Louder than the voice of the great waters is the, is the, is the, Hashem uh, is higher than that. The trans, little translation in the Siddur is, more than the sound of many waters and the mighty breakers of the sea is the Lord mighty on high. So Bhashanda speaks about the, the voice of nature. Nature has a very loud voice. When you're looking at a situation, you don't know how to get out of it. 
the, 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 the possibility of anything else happening is 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 you can't you can't imagine because yeah. it's it's the, the sound of nature is deafening. So the pasuk says you should know the rivers have raised their voices. The rivers rage, raise their raging waters. Nature is very loud, but the Abishra is beyond nature. That's what the Pasuk is saying. But to connect with that, to connect with that light of Hashem, that truth of Hashem, that the Abish is going to help in a way that's incongruous to the reality you're in, is, is it comes from a very deep place in the Neshama. It, that's that's uh, incongruous to what, what reality the world says. The first reality we have is our physical reality. The Abishter interfering looks like to us. He interferes with what we know. There's nature, and the Abishter interferes with it. That's not the truth. That's the, way, that's, the, that's the natural way that the world suggests. There is the world, and there is, yeah, the Abishter mixes in. But as William exists, we're supposed to get this, we're supposed to cultivate this perspective, the opposite. The Abishter is the true reality. And this, that's called nature, nature is not real. Nature, the word nature in Hebrew means. The word teva, Pashan, the word teva, you know, you know what the word teva means, right? Yes, no. What, what's the root of the word teva? <laughs> teva means submerged. <clears throat> because when something is submerged in water, nothing is missing from that thing. It's there completely. It's there 100%. It's just a submerged in water. So nature is godly energy that's submerged in a way you can't see it. That's what the Chacham Tzvi writes. What's nature? <coughs> nature is a miracle that happens often. That's the meaning of the word nature. It's godly energy, but it's submerged in something that, that, that covers it because it's happening, because the sun rises and sets every day. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look like someone's doing it. It looks like it's happening by itself. So the, the truths of Chassidus, the truth of the Emesid, the real truth, that the Abishter is, is uh, constantly giving life to, and creating every single thing in the creation. And uh, nature is not a thing. Nature is just, Hashem, just Hashem's light hidden. That's, that's uh, incongruous. That's that to, to, to the, what the world suggests. So being in that state of Avemunah, and then being rewarded, and then seeing Hashem open the part of the curtains and the... And, and the uh, uh, Seeing be, be behind the veil and seeing the Abisha reveal a miracle like that, and, and this guy, right, Mr. Dahan, recovering in a miraculous way, it's, 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 it was mamish that there was a, a doctor here to ratify that this was literally resurrection of the dead, because it couldn't, could not happen, it does not make sense. I'm telling you, and he said it with a very Gishmaka South African accent, which is, uh, you, you can't uh, argue with it with someone who's speaking so intelli- intelligently in a South African accent. This was a medical miracle. <laughs> It's a medical miracle, and, and, and that's the reality. So, so what happened was, was that this truth, this, re, this, this truth of Amuna, Hashem revealed this truth in a way that we could see with our eyes. That, that's, that's what happened. There's a truth, and the truth of Chassidus, the truth of Chassidus became, became the, the truth on the ground. <laughs> and therefore, what is the truth on the ground? There's a big celebration, we celebrate, and, and there was a shift. There was a total, 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 total shift. Now, how do you get the power when you're in stage one to see there's going to be a stage two and live with a stage two? Now, there are extreme situations like in this story where uh, you need to have like the Muna of, uh, you know, really powerful Muna to see through that. But there are other things that happen on a daily level that Gagnus is, isn't revealed and a Yid has to be able to see what the goal is in everything that Hashem sends his way. Why is Hashem putting me here? What's the purpose here? 
That's what birur means. There's birur and there's nisayin. Birur means clarity, that you say this is where this belongs, this is where that belongs. You have a cup of tea, and you say, that, what's a cup of tea about? It's about revealing Hashem in the cup of tea, about saying a bracha, whatever. Everything has what its purpose is. So having that absolute clarity is, uh, is necessary to bring the world to that state of B'yasem Mashiach. B'yasem Mashiach is, is the truth that Hashem will be revealed, how nothing besides Hashem. To get to that truth, we have a job. What's a job? The job is to do that already now. But how do you bring yourself to the Mashiach reality when you're not in the Mashiach reality? So we know that Hasidus is called the uh, diamond. Famous marshal, the Alter Rebbe, that the king had a son who went on a hunting trip, and the son got hurt, and the king sent his doctors to cure him, and the doctors couldn't cure him. The doctors finally discovered that there's a, a, a diamond, if the diamond is crushed and, and, made, and powder is mixed with water, then, mm-hmm. then the, the, your son will be cured. Oh, and they tell the, your majesty, that's the, that's the good news. And the king is like, okay, so let's do it. Your majesty, they go to, his, to the treasure house of the king. Your majesty, we have good news and we have bad news. The good news is we found the jewel. The bad news is it's in your crown. The king says immediately, of course, take the jewel and save my son's life. But before they're about to break the king's uh, jewel and his crown to a thousand pieces, the king says, the doctor, the chief doctor says, Not, your majesty, stop. Your son is so sick, he won't be, able to, won't be able to take the medicine. The king says, do it anyways. Maybe one drop will go in, and that drop will be enough to cure my son. So the, the marshal is, the Jewish people are the king's son. They go to a hunting trip, they go to this world. The world is challenging. And because of that, their, their, their nisham is, not, is beating, the, the pulse of the nisham is very faint. So the Abisha says, take my jewel, take the chassidus, take the deepest secrets of the Torah, and reveal them, this will be and survive my son. There are certain neshamas that never experienced the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. For them, the Beis HaMikdash was never destroyed. For them, the Beis HaMikdash never was destroyed. They're living in, the, in a zone that the Beis HaMikdash was never destroyed. For them, it's as if the, the Koyanim are still bringing the sacrifices, the Temple is still standing, the Levim are still singing. For these neshamas, in their teachings, just like Hashem puts His essence in His, in his teachings in the Torah, so to a tzaddik puts His essence in His Torah. So when you study the teachings of, of, of a tzaddik, who's living in that zone, you enter that zone. That becomes one with you. And because you enter that zone, the zone of Mashiach, that gives you the ability to have clarity about the things going on in your life. We were discussing before in the Mimer, the Sicha, the Fabrengen, about the difference between a gift versus an inheritance. And we said different things about that. Inheritance, on the one hand, indicates that it's not about if you deserve it or not, it's just about your relationship. If you're related to someone, you have inheritance. On the other hand, inheritance means that you have to have a certain level of relationship to, be, to, to, to enjoy the inheritance. You can't, you, not everyone is an inheritor. Versus a gift. A gift is, I want to give because I want to give. A gift is about me. I'm, I, my essence, is in the gift. I'm giving because I want to give. So when Hashem gives us an inheritance, like the Torah says, that you inherit the land of Israel, there's still some limitation to what Hashem is giving. When Hashem gives us a gift, the meaning of a gift is Hashem is giving His all essence. So, in order for a Jew to do his Aved in this world, the Abisha gave us Chassidus. What's unique about it? What's unique about it is, is that the essence of the Rebbe is in Chassidus. And the essence of the, what, is, what is the Rebbe's light about? It's a light of the futuristic revelation of the coming of Mashiach. When Mashiach will come, there will be the revelation of the, the light of Hashem that was before creation, light of Hashem that was here when Hashem made the world, and it will be revealed here from the perspective of the world. 
since there's going to be such an incredible revelation, everything will be very clear. What, what, what's, what's right and what's it's be very obvious. So when you learn Chassidus, you're bringing that light into yourself. You're getting, you're going into a zone where uh, the zone of the coming of Mashiach, where everything is clear, with Aleph is Aleph and base is base. That's what the Semach Sadiq said meant when he said, "My grandfather saw the future." He wasn't just saying he saw the future. There was a sense he was alluding to the fact that the Semach Sadiq, that the Alter Rebbe, his vision was from the future. Is a tradition that the Alter Rebbe's neshama was a new neshama. Most neshamas who have been in this world are recycled neshamas. Yankel, okay, send that one down again. It looks 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 still looks looks good. Just more mileage left. Uh, it's refurbished a little bit, yeah. So uh, doesn't say that in the in the uh, cedar sign and the baby comes down. Is there a refurbished one? You'll, you'll never know. But most neshamas, most neshamas are are refurbished neshamas. We've been here before. The Alter Rebbe's neshama. It says it was a brand new neshama. Okay, but he's not the only brand new neshama. What explanation of brand new neshama means? He wasn't a neshama from the era of exile. He's a neshama from the new era, the era of Mashiach. He is, he is a neshama from the future. And therefore, what does he do? He tries to make this world like the future. He tries to make this world like the world, that's the, like, like, like the higher world. Through the Tanya, etc. Someone get fired that day? <laughs> no, that was a plan. The, yeah, the author went to prison, etc. But, but there's there challenges, etc. But that was, that was the goal. So, what that means is, is that when you learn Hasidus, you're tasting something from, from the future. The Friedrich Rebbe was once in the middle of a mimer, and he got a phone call. He had to take the phone call. He took the phone call, he says, from the out of the era of Gan Eden. He had to leave the era of Gan Eden. Hasidus is the era of Gan Eden. He had to, he had to exit the era of Gan Eden. When he came back, he was back to the era of Gan Eden. Back to the era of Gan Eden. When, when, when that, that's not just when the Friedrich Rebbe is saying Hasidus. When a Yidah learns Hasidus, what, what's, what's happening is, he is getting the essence of the Rebbe into himself, and therefore he is, so to speak, like in the zone with Rabbi Shimon Yechoi in the cave. And if you've been in the cave in the morning, so even if later on you go out to Rome, the different, Rome looks different. That's that's what says is meant to give us. This this it's not just the 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 subject matter of Chassidus. There's a subject matter as well. The Rebbe once said that uh, in everything. I'm paraphrasing. The Rebbe said that, that Hasidus has a subliminal message. What's the subliminal message of Hasidus? The subliminal, subliminal message is there's a message which, which, which are said, there's a frontal message, and there's a subliminal message that, that's behind every single word of Hasidus. What's the subliminal message of Hasidus? Einel Mavadeh, nothing besides Hashem. That's, that's, that's the, 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 the backdrop of the whole Hasidus. Einel Mavadeh, you learn about this Sikhan, about this Maimur, about this, but <laughs> you learn the same thing. Therefore, do this. Because that's why I think, experience this. That's why I think this. That's why I feel this. But is, is the truth that, we're, that, that, that the Chassidus is based on. That was one speaking about the, um, about the trouble about, of, of uh, the Jewish child experiences going to college. And one of the things that was said was, in addition to the, uh, uh, the fact that in, college, in a college, um, lack of modesty is considered to be a virtue, that was said that uh, in a college, the professors... Don't talk about. Um, I was speaking in the '60s, during the '70s. Uh, they ever said that in college, the um, it's not, they, they don't say, um, don't believe in God. You should believe in God. It's considered a given. It's considered an obvious truth. It doesn't need to be discussed. There's no Abishter. It's not. It's not relevant. 
and, and let's move on. So the backdrop of the colleges is, is, is there, there is nothing. The backdrop of Chassidus is there's nothing else. Someone once uh, had a discussion with Rebbe Hashab, a Jew who was known to be a, a prolific writer and a heretic. And he, he, I, I think it was Echad Ha'am. Echad Ha'am was a, was a very big Zionistic uh, writer. And he met Rebbe Hashab. And uh, I'm not sure it was Echad Ha'am, actually. It was before him. Anyways, so he, he meets Rebbe Hashab. And they, and they ask him, and they ask Rebbe Hashab his impression of this guy. And that's this guy, his impression of Rebbe Hashab. So he said was, was that if the Rebbe Hashab will go to a Soviet school, no Soviet school, we'll go, we'll go to a Russian school for four years and learn in college about, and it would have no impression on him at all. He would still be like a child living in God without any... That's the Rebbe Hashab, and he heard what, his, what he said, they told the Rebbe Hashab what he said, the Rebbe Hashab said, if he would be Kriya Samsuf, and he would see Meshavim raise his hand, he see the water split, it still would make, uh, make no impression. The the said of art last night. The he said was that in philosophy, there are a lot of questions, no answers, and religion, a lot of answers, and there can't be any questions. What's this? What's Yiddishkeit? Yiddishkeit says Yiddishkeit asks you a question. Yiddishkeit asks, where are you? So this this emes of Einu Mavade that we're supposed to get from Chassidus, a little message, is. Is, is Hashem is asking us a question. So this is the truth I'm giving you. I'm giving you of, of, the, of the unique, of all, the, of all the, the many billions of people in the world, I'm giving you this gift for you. You're my child. You have challenges. I'm giving this gift to you. And therefore, what does that mean to you? What's going to happen? Uh, yes, sir. Just one thing about the, the, the mindset with the Pidik Rebbe. Yeah. He was learning the Maimah. He was saying the Maimah. He was saying the Maimah. When, when he got the, the, the phone call, he said he went out of that space. Isn't the whole Indian of Hasidus is to take the Hasidus and, and get a Getlachite into the phone call, into driving, into the veil? That's for us, but when... I'm not saying that... that, that, that uh, I don't know the word meaning the freak of his words, but possibly that's the freak I've meant. He has to bring it out of Ghanaian. I don't know. But... Uh, there was once, a, 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 there's a very great book, everyone should read, it's an amazing book, called Dear Rebbe. Um, if you're a writer and an artist and other people and, the, and, their, and this, uh, their, their encounters with the Rebbe. One of the, one of the gentlemen in the book, a, uh, his name is, is Grade, he was a poet, and he was a, he was very, he was a confidant of uh, Shazar, the president of Israel, he was very close with him. When Shazar visited the Rebbe, there was a big tumult in Israel because the Rebbe didn't want to visit Shazar in his hotel. Instead, the Rebbe invited Shazar to come to the Rebbe. It's a whole story in itself, why the Rebbe didn't come. Among other things, the Rebbe said that uh, in his room, there is, there is space for, there is, there is space for all the troubles of the Jewish people in this room. There's, there is, the, all the, all the, all the uh, broken hearts are, are shared there. So uh, he asked his father-in-law. He told the Shazar. He asked his. Uh, that, that was the bottom line. But in Israel, they're giving Shazar a lot of. They're giving him a, uh, uh, hell for for for. Like how could he lower himself into? Right. He's a president of Israel, so he didn't know what to do. So he asked his poet what he should do. So he told him a brilliant thing. He says, "Listen, you should go. Why? Shazar was a chassid that ever. Mamish. He was a president. He was a chassid." He told Shazar something which is very true, which is true for every one of us. But the, the problem is, only realize it later. He told Shazar, the tumult in Israel, go. 
if you don't go, if 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 you go, there'll be a tumult in Israel. The big big tumult will be the pressure of it, but the tumult will eventually subside. If you don't go, there'll be a tumult in you. And that tumult will never subside. There is a, there's a tumult out there. There's a tumult in the world. Come to Chsidis, and Chsidis gives you a place where there's no tumult. It gives you, it, you enter a zone of Shumba Yochai, with the truth of Hashem, of, a truth of Bishma Mashiach, Enum of Adam. And that, and yeah, there's a tumult outside. You're supposed to take that truth and bring it to the world outside and, and to cause the tumult outside to settle. But without Chsidis, you can say, okay, I'll ignore that part of myself. I'll ignore that, 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 that place where there's. <laughs> you're leaving a tumult in you. Choose, choose, choose to settle the tumul in you, and uh, the tumul, and, and with that you could uh, settle the tumul in the world. <laughs>